And welcome back in here to the Stripe Show podcast. A little bit different here. Going to be throwing out a, uh, a second per week, if you will, Stripe Show po- podcast. A little bit of a recap of the tour event from the previous week and uh, a look ahead to what's coming up. And of course, we had some live golf finally, the, tr- the Taylor made driving relief last week. We'll talk about Rory McElroy, Dustin Johnson, uh, Matthew Wolf, and Ricky Fowler. And then, of course, coming up this week, it's Tiger Phil, baby, round two. This time, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady joining. And then right around the corner is the Charles Schwab Cup Challenge, the first event back in June. I'm excited. I'm sure you are as well. Let's bring in our guest here this week as we look back. A friend of mine here in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. He is a member of the Elvis Duran Morning Show, which is one of the most listened to morning radio shows in America. But he's also a big-time golfer, loves the sport, plays the sport. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I know he's excited with Tom Brady in town. His name is Froggy. Welcome in, man. Thank you, man. How are you, Travis? Good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited, man, because golf is back first and foremost. Uh, You're not the only one. I saw that uh, uh, almost 2.5 million people tuned in on Sunday to watch that that golf. And you know what? Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest thing I've ever watched. However, it was good to see live golf again. It was great to see Seminole on television, which is just Mm -hmm. as beautiful uh, on TV as it is in person. And I felt like watching those guys play golf – you could tell they had had some weeks off. You could tell there was some rust. They didn't hit the ball perfectly. Their chips weren't perfect. Uh, it gives guys like me who don't hit it good ever uh, a little bit of hope that, hey, you know what? Those guys do sometimes not hit it perfect as you see it every single time on TV. <laughs> it's true. Let me ask you this. Actually, it's a good segue into our uh, our first segment here, which is about Dustin Johnson himself, of course, who was matched up with Rory McIlroy. When you watch Dustin pound a drive there on one, 330, like it's hard to relate to that. Right. But then he's got like 90 yards, flip wedge, and he wipes it. I mean, doesn't even hit the green right. short right. Does that make you feel good? It does, and I'll tell you why. And I'm not I'm not trying to name drop here. Uh last Friday, not this past Friday, but a Friday week ago, I played with Billy Horschel. Uh, at TPC Sawgrass. And so we teed off on the stadium course. He played the tips. I played the blue tees. He crushed his drive. I hit a very good drive for my, for myself. So we're laying in the fairway pretty evenly. So the tees are evenly matched. He knocks his to 10 feet. I fat mine in the bunker on one. And I realized right then that that's the difference in me and Billy Horschel. I made a six. He made a three. Uh, and that pretty much continued for the rest of the day like that. But Back to your point, I do see where there was a little bit of rust there. It's easy to get up for Dustin and pound the driver, but those shots, which is, that's how Dustin got to become number one in the world is because the wedge became deadly for him. Um, When he became deadly with those wedges, he was unstoppable. You can pound at 330, but if you can't put it on the green from 90 yards out, it really negates your 330 drive. It does, and and we saw that a few times. I mean, Matthew Wolf, you know, I mean, it was, it was the first takeaway for me was Wolf pounding it past Rory and DJ a couple times. I knew, Wolf was, I knew Wolf was long, but that was kind of next level long. So that was cool to see. Um, you know, Dustin Johnson's an interesting character to me. I was talking on the podcast before the break of the coronavirus that, you know, he was kind of trending the wrong way again um, with his approach game, his wedge game, um, his putting, which is always kind of an indication to me is he, 
is he working hard on that part of the game? Because he makes the long game look easy. He's going to naturally pick up strokes off the tee um, with his length. Right. But he was trending the wrong way a little bit, changing putters again. Um, you know, I, I, I'm good friends with his swing coach, Alan Terrell, who, uh, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit. And, and, you know, I always worry with the motivation factor with Dustin. And, and, and I know it was a great cause. He was there. But he looked a little uninterested to me. He looked like he had the... He had the the limo kind of fired up about the tenth hole, and he was ready to go um, and get that thing over with. How did how did you read DJ's demeanor um, at the Taylor Made driving release? I have noticed that he sometimes does seem aloof, and I and I, I hate to ever say that somebody doesn't care because I don't think that it's the case. I, I think they did enjoy what they were doing, and they they were talking a lot of smack and having fun. However, I don't think the competitive juices really get flowing for an event like that. And going out and just playing golf with these guys is different in a tournament round than it is when they go out and play for these matches. It's very much the same. And I think we're going to see the same this upcoming week that we saw last time. And I think that's why they added Phil. uh, They added Tom Brady and Peyton Manning to the match with Phil and Tiger is we didn't get all the banter in the the talking we were supposed to get last time. And they did seem a little disinterested. And so, I don't blame them for that. They're used to playing golf with a lot on the line and there being a lot more people and it's a completely different atmosphere. And so I understand that, um, but it's not the same to them as a tournament. And no matter how much money we put on the line or what we make the cause or how much television time we give them, it's just not a tournament. And and you see it, whether they're playing at the fries.com open or whether yep. they're playing for a major, it, it, the guys react. Look at Brooks Kepka. hit the knock on him is he doesn't care about a regular tour event, but when it comes time for a major, he shows up, you know, and, and performs. Yep. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for, they don't really get the competitive juices flowing in an event like that, like they do for a real tour event. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you know, Dustin for me, like, you know, when you got Dustin's attention, and he's working hard and he's peak. I mean, I think he's, I think he's going to, he's right there with Rory um, um, with that kind of talent. I mean, let's, let's move on to Rory here. Number one player in the world. You know, he had a big year last year. He was trending again before the break. Um, you know, he just looks in full control. He has it all going right now. I really enjoyed 16 when Wolf hit it into the bunker. Um, you know, the dog leg, right? 400 and some yards hit it 365 over the trees and then Rory steps up there, super wide stance. You could see his calves and quads engaged. Yeah, That was probably the hardest I've ever seen Rory swing the driver, and he just blitzed it right next to Wolf in the bunker. I Watching a tour player um, play golf in tournament form is, is, is a real treat. Tour player play with no fear is next level. That's what I saw with Rory on that drive. It is. I mean, they really make it look easy. Like when I played with Billy, uh, it's been, like I said, uh, 10 days ago now. Um, I said to him on one hole, I remember one hole we were on. I said, you just make it look so damn easy. He goes, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. Yeah. It's it, it's just what I do. He said, if I went and tried to do what you do every morning, it wouldn't be easy to me. It's easy for you. He said, this is, this is what I do. Um, but the greats always make it look easy. And you're right. Back when DJ was on that run, I mean, it was just pound the driver, go hit the wedge close and knock it in. I mean, and it it, it got – but Brooks makes it look easy. Brooks stands up there at the PGA a couple years ago when he uh, he and Tiger uh, Tiger finished second. He pounded it all over that golf course and just made it look effortless. And to me, that's what sets them apart. Yep. Um, 
from not just amateurs, but even guys on the Corn Ferry Tour, the, the, the top tip top of the heap always make it look easier than it really truly is. Well, when you hit it 330 down the middle, I mean, things tend to, you know, free up a little bit from there versus, you know, yeah. versus 280 and maybe in the in the rough. I mean, right. it's just a huge advantage when you can when you can hit the ball like that. You know, and speaking of length, you go to Matthew Wolf. I mean, I was a little surprised. I knew he's long. I mean, I, I have been following Matthew Wolf. I'm good friends with his coach, George Gankus. I mean, he I knew he was long and has it. Let me ask you this. When you look at Matthew Wolf and you watch yeah. that swing, what, what comes to your mind? Is it is it is it interesting? Is it ugly or is it all the above? It's something that and 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 I am not a teacher by any means. I, I do and, and you know this. I watch a lot of golf videos and I under and I, I speak the jargon and I, I get everything. I I respect the guys like Sean Foley that are very technical and get into everything and 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 like you i've also i've had george on my podcast george gank is great guy um he sent me a couple videos about stuff and so i just see wolf swing is not something if if i if if i was a teacher like you are i would not teach that swing but i'm not one that's going to sit here and tell you that it's bad that it's ugly that it doesn't work because it works for him Mm -hmm. and i know you hate the swing your swing jargon because for the average amateur like myself, you can swing your swing, but there's certain things that no matter how different Matt Wolf swings may look to you, at the moment of truth at impact, it is absolutely on the screws perfect. And so he gets back to a perfect position. Now, if you told Matt Wolf to go out and swing like Rory McIlroy, he probably couldn't hit the ball 100 yards. Right. But that's what he does. I, I like his swing. I like to watch him play golf. And that whole match was built around that Dustin and Rory were going to overpower Ricky and Matt Wolf. And Matt Wolf wins both long drives holes. To me, that tells you where this game is going. It is a power game. It is about how far you can hit it. And you go find it and hit it again. And Matt Wolf's swing works for what he does. And I think he's very good for the game. Oh, yeah. Golf. He's great for the game. And I, 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 it was fun to see him mixing it up a little bit, showing some personality. He was smiling. You know, he took a couple shots at the guys. I, you know, I, yeah. I thought he showed a lot of courage, really, and handled himself uh, extremely well. He did win the long drive. He, he struggled on the front for sure. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of loose shots. I think he kind of settled down and, you know, made a couple birdies on the back nine. But, yeah, I don't like the swing your swing jargon. I think for – you know, for an amateur player who looks at that, I think it's bad advice uh, for most. I, I think there's a majority of players, amateurs, who are just are, are fine with who they are and what they do. And that's fine. Like, it, you know, instruction's not for everybody. But I think the majority fall into, the, into this realm of, you know, I'd really like to play the game a little bit better, but they don't do anything about it. And they or they they just kind of piecemeal it. And they, you know, they expect different results based upon you know, what they're doing. And, and, and the reality is, is, you know, they got to get some semblance of, of good information, right order to get right. themselves moving in the right direction. And I just, yeah, if the average guy goes to the range and tries that swing, oh, and yeah. it, 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 trust me, yeah. you're not going to hit it like Matt Wolf, right. not even close. Right. And, and it's like, you know, these are the most skilled players in the world. I mean, these guys can do things that, you know, that we dream about. They're, they're so much better skill wise than, than anybody, than anybody else. And, you know, I think like when you look at the amateur player who's playing once a week, once a month, this or that, I think when you can kind of give them some things to work on and develop, 
and start to improve the probability of that impact, it helps them develop more skill. Um, right. So that's where my beef, I, I come down on it pretty hard, but I understand, you know, instruction is not for everybody. Like they're happy with where they're at. I get that. And off you go. Um, but when you look at these guys, there's outliers everywhere. Um, you know, Matt, Matthew Wolf, a little bit of an outlier. What makes it unique is the first move. He takes the club excessively outside. He's got a very high right elbow and it's pretty short. For me, what, what is kind of very unique is the backswing short and across the line. So he really shallows that club very quickly to get things lined back up. And I know with him and George, they work on lead arm depth to try to get it deeper, to give him more time to shallow it. Um, but usually when you see a shorter swing like that, you'll see the club a little bit more laid off. And then from there, Late, right. you can, you can handle it. The more across the line swings are usually the longer swings like a Freddie couples, um, you know, where the club starts pointing to the right, but it's that more long fluid swing with Matt, it's short and across. So that's where he's got to bust a move and shallow that thing quick and get out of the way, which is what he does. So it's very explosive. I get a lot of questions about it. What do I think about it? I'm like, look, it, it, you know, that's, that's the pattern. The most unique thing to me is that it's short and across. Um, but the shallowing effect and the rotational effect through impact, I mean, we would sign up for just 50% of that. Um, and you would be a better golfer in the way that he makes that downswing move. It's pretty magical, really. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, he, when he, when he comes down on, on, on down the line view, uh, that club is traveling down the forearm line from the inside, hits the in, inside quadrant, and, and then continues down the line and then left. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. If, if you didn't see the, the, the beginning of the swing, you would say, wow, that's perfect. I wish I could swing it that way. But that's just how he swings it. Um, Jim Furyk is, is very different. Once again, he's had an amazing career with the swing that he has. It works for him. Bubba Watson, not the conventional swing, but it works. Like, and if you, it works, use it. It's like Calvin Pete, but just a little bit more on steroids, really. Like Calvin Pete, right. like I, I spent a lot of time with Calvin. And like Calvin has a little bit of that in his swing, um, in the way that his right elbow works, the way the shaft works, and then the way he shallows. It's got a little bit of that. And there's a lot of good in that. Matthew's just more excessive and shorter um, to the top of the swing. A guy that's making, I, I think in addition to Matthew being, you know, as long as he was past worry in DJ, I was really impressed with Ricky. Ricky um, had a great podcast with his coach, John Tillery, and I kind of beat the swing changes out of him. <laughs> These guys can play it pretty close to the best sometimes, but you know, I, I can look at Ricky and clearly see what's going on. Um, and I thought it looked better, and he made seven birdies. That was, you know, I wasn't surprised. I mean, Ricky's a world-class player, but he, right. he, he looked very comfortable with what he was doing, and he's making some wholesale He's making some wholesale changes for arguments. Yeah, I mean, to make the size of the changes that he's made in this amount of time yeah. is unbelievable, and it didn't look uncomfortable. Not at all. He didn't look like he was playing golf swing. He looked like he was playing golf. Right. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, and it was right from the get-go, too. He stepped to the first drive. Nope. You know, just just blistered it. And I thought his wedges were really dialed in. The club was on, I thought was in a better spot at the top. A little less laid off. That's going to take some time with the longer stuff. But I felt like the shorter stuff looked better. I thought he was a little more loaded. So, you know, it's he, – he's taken – this is a this is a critical time for Ricky, I think, in his career. Um, and these are big changes. And, you know, I, I really hope it, it, it pans out and he – take some pressure off of the lower back and he 
kind of gets things a little bit more lined up where he can be instinctive and he kind of gets that 15, 20 year window here playing a little bit more pain free, but I thought it was well done. There's always things you can do better, but Hey, at the end of the day, we saw some live golf. Um, it came down to one shot. Rory stepped up on the 17th. That's a cool hole, tough hole. God, you got to hit a good shot there um, and, and knock it in there, um, which he did. Now, I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show. Moving it ahead here, we got Tiger Phil um, next Sunday. And um, we're going to see a little bit of, I think, we're going to see some rust for sure. We're going to see some nerves, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. But I'll tell you what, Froggy, I want to see... I want to see the skills reversed. Okay, let's play nine. And then on the back nine, let's put helmets on Tiger and Phil. And, <laughs> and let's go two on two and let Tiger guard Phil. And then let's let Phil guard Tiger and let the quarterbacks throw him the football. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to go well. I, I don't think Tiger's back is going to work very long. I think you're going to get about one route. That's about it. You know, I, I, am, am I still crazy? You know, not that I've even, I don't think I've addressed this with anyone. I've talked about it a little bit on my own podcast. Is anybody else concerned about Tiger's health at all? Well, why, why you say that? I mean, what, what's. All right. So let's go over this year. Okay. okay so after we saw him at uh, the Zozo, he went, he went, then he takes a, he takes some time off. Understandable. He shows up at the Genesis plays the first nine very well he's in he's one shot out of the lead after the first nine mm -hmm. finishes dead last of people that made the cut right. and we don't see him again we didn't see him at the wgc yeah i think he played the farmer excuse me he also played the farmers did not play well at tory did not play well but he played the farmers so we had the farmers then we had genesis which was his tournament he finished dead last of people that made the cut yeah okay so then we don't see him at wgc we don't see him at honda we don't see him at bay hill I know the players only lasted one day, but he didn't play the players. Right. So were we going to when, when were he was not committed to any events? All that was left was the Valspar. He was not going to play the Valspar. So then we had uh, one WGC event uh, in Austin, Texas. We would, were going to have the Dell uh, before. Then we would have had the Shell before the Masters. Yeah. Now he says he would have played the Masters when they did that uh, when they did the telecast uh, with Jim Nance showing last year's Masters victory. I haven't seen the reps that we saw last year yeah. and he's missed tournaments that he would have played in the past. And then now we've taken some time off and I understand the time off has been good for him and he's ready to play again, but I'm just concerned about longevity wise. How many rounds can he stack together as we move forward due to COVID-19? We're going to cram a lot of golf into a short amount of time. How is he going to play? Whether it's the Ryder cup, whether it's the, um, whether they have the Ryder Cup or not, number one. But then number two, they're, they're going to cram all these majors in at the end of the year. You got the FedEx Cup. You got the tournaments that he likes to play. Do we know anything about his health? Well, I think, I mean, those are some valid points. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, if Tiger, 
was had any concern health wise. There's no way he's playing in this. Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah. But as you know, and, and it's been this way for years and, and let me make this very, very clear. Cause I know that your audience is one that I haven't really spoken to before. So I'm not in any way, shape or form a tiger hater. I absolutely love this game because of tiger woods. Yeah. It's why I love the game of golf. And so I am the biggest tiger fan that, that you're ever going to find. I love tiger woods. I would, I want him to break Jack's record more than anything in the world. I want him to have more wins than anybody else. He's the reason I love this game. Yeah. But my point is being real. Yeah. It's just concerning that we're not getting the reps. And I just wonder, I know from speaking to people that it is a severe undertaking to get him up and out of bed and ready to play golf. Yeah. So I know he's not in a great, healthy shape to begin with. And I want him to continue to play. I just wonder where we are as far as how many rounds can he play together? And I, and I agree with you that he would not play this event if his health was at all in question. Well, I think, I, I think you know, looking at the schedule, I, I think there's a real chance you're not going to see him in June. Um, you know, he's not going to play Charles. He's not going to play Colonial. Um, he's not going to. Why not? I mean, that's not the golf course for him. You know, okay. you know he's not going to play Colonial. RBC, I doubt it. Um, he's not going to play Hilton Head. That's not a course for him. I don't. Right. I don't see him playing TPC River Highlands at Travis. So the first time we see him is Jacks Memorial. I, I do. I, I think there's a real chance here. The first time you're going to see Tiger is the middle of July at Memorial. He'll play the Open, or no, I'm sorry, he'll play Memorial. Open's canceled, um, and then I think you'll see him at the WGC FedEx in in Memphis. Okay. Um, and then I think you'll see him at the PGA in August. So that's, that's three tournaments in June, July, and August. Um, and then the Olympics of course is right before the PGA. So, which is postponed. So forget about that. Right. Um, so, I mean, three, maybe four, if he throws in one, like a twin cities, you know, that kind of shocks us all. Um, you know, that's, that's not a ton of golf. And then, and then you get to August and then it's, you know, then it's going to get busy. You got yeah. FedEx Cup. If if yeah. we have a Ryder Cup, which to me is a whole other conversation, a Ryder Cup is not a Ryder Cup if they don't have fans. Right. So if we can't have fans, then we don't have a Ryder Cup. I, I think what's um, really interesting is when we get to August is then you got the Northern Trust BMW Tour Champ. So is he going to play in those three in a row? Right. I doubt it. I, I think he I, I think the FedEx Cup probably takes a back seat this year for him. Um, and it, OK, you know, he, he'll he's going to play Northern Trust. He'll play in Boston um, and then just kind of see how it goes from there. You know, maybe he won't play in Boston. I, I don't know. That, that's a, that, to me, it gets interesting at the end of August with the three in a row. And then you have a and then you go and then you have an off week and then you come back for the U.S. Open and the Ryder Cup. So I, I think well, there's there's five out of we, six potential weeks there that he could that that, you know, you could see Tiger out. But I don't see him playing all five of those six. I mean, when he first started the comeback, now let's go back to last year. We did have some uh, continued success that was more frequent. In other words, we finished second at the Valspar. Um, he had that run at the majors where he almost won the Open Championship, and he finished second at the PGA. Uh, he did win the Tour Championship. He then comes back. He played fairly well last year, early in the year. Then he won the Masters. But then if you think about it, after the Masters, we did not the, the other three majors for the year. Remember that was the talk is that these majors line up for him was that yeah, I think he missed the cut at one or two of them did not fare well at the other one uh, did not play well again. Then I, all of a sudden out of the Zozo, he comes out, did not play well into the first three or four holes, but then really was 
just on fire for the Zozo, but then has not been well since. I feel like we're not getting consistent results out of him again. And I don't know if that has to do with health, if it has to do with preparation. Um, and the truth of the matter is, and you know this probably better than I do, we only know what yeah. he wants us to know yeah. and what they tell us. So we don't ever really know what the truth is until it's over. If you remember, there was a time in Dubai where he'd heard himself coming out of a bunker and they said everything was fine. And then two weeks later, yeah. he had the spinal fusion. So we don't ever really know until what they want us to know. And, and I understand that and I respect that. But I'm just concerned about how much golf are we going to see moving forward because we all know what the most important thing to him is, and that's the majors. But there's a lot of majors yeah. in the next calendar yeah, year. I don't a think whole you're going to see middle of July, if at all. Um, I, then I think you're going to see him um, a little more at the end of August. And then you're going to see him a little bit more, um, probably about the same amount in September. And then I think he goes away for a while until, you know, there's probably a spot or two in October he could potentially play. And then it's all kind of built up to the Masters again there at the middle of November. So it'd be interesting. Here's a here's, I think it's gonna be interesting to see you know on Sunday, uh, just how limber the driver swing looks, um, how how tall he right. is to the top of the swing, and those kinds of things. Um, so over under on Sunday, Tiger fairways fairways hit out of fourteen. Um, I've got it set at eight over and under. What do you think? You're going to go, gonna under, go under eight for, for Tiger Fairway. I'm going to go under. Medalist is okay. not uh, the most no. wide open place okay. in the world. So I got I got Phil at 6.5. This <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a real dick thing to say, but I think I'm going to I think oh. I'm going to take the under. Oh. I might go at six. I just I just yeah. don't see Phil hitting all, unless he hits three yeah. woods. But Medalist isn't exactly right. short, so he's going to need to take the driver out. It's not ideal for off the tee, but. 6.5. Froggy's going under. I'm going on the under. Phil has any idea where it's going right now off the tee with the driver. I, I think since no. he's turned like 48, 49, it, it is, I mean, it, anything can happen off the tee. Yeah, I watched him on the one round that he played on the Thursday round at uh, at the uh, the players, and oh. it was not uh, it was not going where he thought it's, it was going. It's everywhere. <laughs> I know how he feels. Over, under. Tom Brady fairways hit four or uh, I'm going to go five. Okay. Over. <laughs> He's such a homer. <laughs> I am. a. T- I am. I, I got to be honest for the first time in my life. I'm a Tom Brady homer. I've, I've never been a Patriot hater. I was always a Patriot respecter. I respected what they did. I've never been a person that thinks that you know, they cheat and it's that and the other. I don't care about all that stuff. Um, I respect Belichick. Yeah. I respect Brady in their game. But now Brady's on my team as a Buccaneer fan. Yes, I'm a complete homer. Uh, I love Brady and yeah, I love Gronkowski. So, yes. I'm happy. Gonna, it's, yeah. it's, it's nice that there's actually a team in the state of Florida, the NFL, that actually has some hope. Um, yes. If we have a yeah, season, that is. Season. You're going to have We better have it. We damn we well better have a season. Boy there in, in Tampa. You guys, you guys are stacked. We do. All right. We do. Let's hope Peyton it all pans Manning, out. Um, 4.5. You know, I don't know a lot about Peyton's uh, golf game. I've had, I have been to one golf tournament he was at, um, and I only saw him hit a couple golf balls. But four and a half, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, going to go the over. I mean, that's I, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I probably I mean, should have said. I, I should have put. I should have put Tom at six and Peyton at five point five. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, uh, 
you know, there, there's going to be some nerves early on, you know, it just depends on, and how, where the, how far they're playing those guys and um, you know, what they're kind of forcing their hands off the tee a little bit. But um, I think Peyton seems to be like an eight handicap, maybe somewhere. In really? Um, yeah. I think he's like an eight or nine. Yeah. I th- and I think Brady's seems to be a little bit better than that. Maybe. Wow. So, I didn't realize they were that good. Oh yes. I'm definitely going the over on both of those. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely for Over-over. sure. Okay. Well, you know, the rough is going to be, you know, there's going to be no rough. Yeah, for sure. But I'm telling you, Phil's going to try to get out there and just bomb it. And, and yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't know where it's going. And, and I, I can see Brady and Manning, they're going to be playing up tees. I doubt they're going to play from the tips. And so when they do, I just think it'll be a little easier for them to hit fairways than Phil just yeah. out there trying to bomb it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. And, you know, Tiger, it's Tiger and Peyton, right? Best ball against Phil and Tom. So right. who, who's going to, who, who's victorious? Right? I hate to go, yeah. I hate to go against my new quarterback, but I'm going to go because I will never oh. ever go against my man. Uh, it's going to be Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. Okay. Yeah. Tiger's, I think Tiger's going to be a little more focused here. Yeah. I don't think he really cares about these things, but you know, Phil's going to be needling him, trying to get him, trying to get a little rise out of him. And Tiger's got a little of that MJ in him, you know, like he kind of, he, he, he has attention, you know, and you, and you kind of irk him a little bit and you get that razor focus. Right. Right. I just want more banter this time because last time we got basically nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, Tiger's not a chat chatter and, you know, and Phil needs someone to chat with. Right. So I think now you got Peyton and Brady who, you know, Brady's become more vocal now and, and I think Peyton certainly likes the needle. So I think these guys are there for that reason too. Right. To kind of get Tiger to, perk up a little bit more and, and someone to talk with, with Phil. So I would like to see him just let it roll. Right. You know, some of the, some of the things that were missed last week, I thought were, uh, you know, Matthew, you know, he was talking and and I thought like they didn't let, they didn't let it kind of marinate a little bit, let it play out a little bit as these guys are walking, just let, let just, what are they talking about? Right. What's he saying? How did Rory respond? I think if they just let it kind of be a little bit more authentic and just let them go, and just keep the cameras rolling. Sometimes what, you know, to the producer, it's like, they don't want that dead air, but that subtle little, those subtle nuggets is kind of what we're waiting for. Um, and I thought well, they kind of missed out on that a little bit with Matthew last week, but I think with Peyton's wit, Brady's, you know, he's talking more, Phil's going to needle, you know, Tiger, if he gets needled, he's coming. Right, he'll respond. He's a responder. He'll he's respond. not going to start it, yeah. but he's not going to just yeah. sit there and take it either. Yeah. So it'll be, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And, um, you know, I'm just excited. I can't take, I can't watch the 72 Super Bowl anymore. I can't watch the 88 NBA final. I'm ready to react to live golf. So final question, final question for you, Froggy. I know you've been working on your game. You got a question. Oh God. My game is so bad. Okay. So you know that I have a, I, I struggle with the backswing sucking the club to the inside. So the club gets behind my hands which then requires me to lift going to the top, which then creates arm carry hands get behind my head, arms collapse. I mean, it really just, it, it just a, a plethora of bad things happen. That's all starts with the club getting sucked to the inside club head, club head, excuse me. Yes. So my question is the first few feet of the backswing, everything moves together like a one piece takeaway hands work, none, not sucking the hands in, but as you rotate, since the, club is rotating on an arc and the body works on an arc the hands do work inside towards your right thigh as you start to turn back with the club head yeah. staying outside of the hands 
Once you get to the thigh, the right thigh, and you go to set the wrists, do the wrist set vertically, almost like a hammer action, you know, like you're like you're moving your hand up and down, or like the thumb is getting closer to your the thumb closer to your forearm set, yeah. or is it more of the right right wrist going into extension, bending backwards, and the left wrist flexing, going into flexion? Is that the yeah, set? Well, so it's it's really probably got a little bit of both of these. For you, um, like if you were to set the club in front of you and make a straight line with your lead arm, the club shaft in line with your lead arm, uh-huh. and you were to Hin- cock your wrist so the shaft works up the line of your lead arm, right? So the thumb's getting closer. Right, so straight up in the air, almost like straight Matt Wolf style. Yeah, so there, that's a that's a wrist cock, right? That's a vertical action. Right, that's a that's a wrist set, wrist cock, not a wrist yeah. hinge. So that so that's working the club head up the line of the lead forearm. Right. Now, if you were to rotate your entire forearm to the right clockwise, right? Okay. Okay. That would that's forearm rotation. So that's how the that's that lays the, the club over to the side. That that's how the lead side works. Is it it the shaft works up the line of the lead forearm and then the entire forearm rotates to the right. Okay. Okay. So, so it's that's, so it's not taking the club straight, just just bending the right wrist backwards and taking it back that way. Okay. Hand, right. So as you do that and you're rotating the form, now that right hand's gonna bend back, right? So there is some there is some extension in that right wrist. It bends back. Okay. And as you're, as that right wrist is bending back and that right elbow is pinching the left, you know, you can, you can then feel that left wrist starting to kind of flatten out a little bit, right? You can feel it kind of working into that flexion type of feel in the lead wrist. Yeah. See, when I'm setting it, I'm keeping the cup in the left wrist. It's cupping because I have a stronger grip. So my, I'm seeing at least two, two and a half knuckles. So when I go to take it back and then I set it up, my wrist I still have the cupping in my wrist. My left wrist is in extension, not my right wrist in extension. Yeah, you want that left wrist to be a little flatter at the top. So should I go to a weaker grip? I mean, it, you're not. Are you hooking it? No. Yeah. So I think you're fine. I think you're you're pretty neutral and maybe slightly strong. So, you know, I'd see two knuckles in the left hand, and then I would work that left. You're, you know, you're working the shaft up the forearm. You're rotating the forearm, but as you do that. And you get to the top, you, you want to feel that left wrist more flexed, right wrist more extended. Right. And I also have a tendency that when I do try to do the vertical set, as I'm, I'm calling it a vertical set, whatever it is, as I try to set it more vertical, I don't turn my shoulders as much. And so I don't really get behind the ball yeah. as well. I'm so focused on setting the wrist yeah. that then I'm out over the top. So that's because so that's, I didn't turn. Yeah. So that's the advantage is when you get, when you get the club head working more out and up, you can turn better to the top of the swing. And that's, that's where, you know, like Matthew Wolf would be an exaggeration of that. Um, and, and then all these guys, I mean, you think of Matthew Wolf club head, you know, it's not inside DJ club head, not inside those two exaggerate that first move Rory club head, not inside. So does DJ set the club that way? Cause his wrist angle looks like he almost just bends his right wrist. DJ, backwards. Yeah, DJ definitely sets the left wrist, um, a little less vertical and more like, horizontal. Yeah. But the club head doesn't get inside, you know, the no, it head, does not. Yeah. Now what does Rory do? I'd say more of what I just described. Okay. More of a, more of a vertical. Yeah. Yeah. Not a horizontal. Yeah. And here's the last thing I would finish with that. Your other option is to use your trail elbow. And this is something that people like on my site uh, is that 
if you were to if you were just to lean down and pick up a golf ball with your trail arm and fold your elbow, right? You're so just pick it straight, almost like you're picking up a drink on a table to drink it. Yeah, just yeah, you fold your elbow and that moves the glass up towards your mouth, right? Right. Okay, so if you were to put your hand on the club and do that and fold your elbow, now you're picking the club head up. It just picks straight up in the air. Yeah, so that's your other option. That's like a Kenny Perry, Stuart Appleby, uh, Jason Day. Like those guys are using more of a trail elbow pickup. Right. But what gets the club behind them to turn? So the club head, as you do that, the club head works more up. It stays more out in front of the hands. Right. And now okay. you can just turn and flex that so, wrist. So I'm trying to get the club behind me by sucking it inside and pulling the, like pushing the club around my body yeah. instead of using my shoulders to turn. Wherein then if you keep the club in front of your body, as long as you turn your shoulders and the club's behind the ball because you've turned your body. Right. Turn your shoulders. Yeah. Okay. This yep. game is this this is the most, it, it really is truly the most frustrating game in the history of mankind. I always tell people say to me, Oh, you play golf? Oh, why don't you play like a hard sport? And I'm like, you know what? I tell you what, we'll go to the golf course and let me see you do it. Because <laughs> it is the most frustrating thing that I've ever done. And you only need to hit one good shot and you're back doing it again because you think, I mean, how many times and I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me. I go to the range. I hit balls. I'm like, I got it figured out. I know what I'm doing. I go the next day. Oh, no, not so much. I don't got anything figured out. Right. It is. It's a tough game. The tour players make it look easy, although coming off the rust, they looked a little more human, which was kind of fun to see and you know, yeah. make us all laugh a little bit. I think we'll probably see a little bit more of it on Sunday. Um, but, uh, hey, live golf is back. I appreciate you coming on, Froggy. And um, we'll do this again uh, very soon. Um some of the so I, I mentioned the morning show with Elvis Duran. You catch that on iHeartRadio, right? Yes, we're on iHeartRadio. We're also on uh, SiriusXM channel twelve. You can hear us every morning six to ten. Uh, we'll be there, and then I also uh, uh, do a golf podcast with uh, Brian Wacker from Golf Digest Magazine as well. Good. And the name of that is? It is Playing Through the Playing Through Podcast. Got it. Awesome, man. Hey, good stuff. We'll do it again. Work on that move. If you send me another video and the club head sucked to the inside, I'm going to come over to your house and break your clubs. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have to go far because I live right around the corner from you. I actually, it's funny. The other day I started to literally, I started to come to your house the other day. I was so freaking frustrated after leaving the range. I'm like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm going to this, I'm going to his house. Right elbow pickup. Maybe get the right elbow a little more conscious. Right elbow yeah. pickup. All right, I'll try okay, it. Bud. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. We'll see you next time.